Sleepers Podcast Thursday, January 4th. Uh, we're flying in a lot of different directions right now. We just had a little impromptu 20-minute business meeting. Here we are. Card, how you doing? Uh, you know, we're can we get an are we still stay low and build or like are we what do we got a new phrase? We make it shake, like make it happen, like the the gotta get it boys. I, I don't know. I feel like we need to shake. Gotta get it boys. I don't know. I feel like we're we're definitely still staying low. Uh, I think we've been building, and now like we're we're at phase two of the build, and we don't know how to how to execute phase two. We need more builders. Yeah, like that. Like you're Bob the builder, I'm your foreman, but we need somebody else like making sure that the drywall is put up. You know, I've been thinking about clones. Do you think we could figure? Like, is that a real option? No, because I feel like clones are a lot of bark, no bite. Like, we've been hearing about clones being a thing for, like, years now. Like, I, I was promised robots and iRobot-type AI technology about 10 years ago. And still, here I stand, not being able to head to my local Best Buy and fire up a robot to help us. And that's there, a shame. If there was a clone of you, would you trust the clone of you? Or would we, like... Absolutely. I wouldn't program a clone to be like me. So that would be an enemy of ours if there was a clone of you? I wouldn't clone myself. That's the thing. We we wouldn't want that. Well, let's say like we wake up tomorrow and I cloned you. <laughs> like you don't have a you don't have a say in this. It just happened. Like we were not like trying to team up with clone Carter. No, that'd be an option. Okay. Also, I'd be sick, I'd be sick about how you made my robot too, because I feel like you would give my robot build like very sloppy. <laughs> Like a like a, a a AI generated bag of chips in his hand. You know? <laughs> I don't know about that. I uh, I do think that I think if clone you or clone me existed, they would be allies. Like individually, we would have nothing to worry about. It'd be fun. We'd have a nice little third helping hand. But if clone you and clone me existed together, that would be a problem for us. Like I clone you and I together would take us down i think very quickly oh 100 they would be our ops like i said yeah but individually i wouldn't worry about it as much but together i'd be very afraid of cloning us i mean i'm scared of you just as a person <laughs> like i know we're like friends and you're like a brother to me but like also at the same time i'll never get fully comfortable because you're 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 still you're a bad man when when needed to be I appreciate that, I think. All right, let's get into the episode today. You want to start us with a YouTube comment of the day? Uh, of course I do. One second here, let me pull this up. A lot of YouTube comments to sift through. Appreciate everyone uh, engaging with our videos and commenting, whether good or bad. We always appreciate it. Uh, let's see here what we got. This one comes from Rush XV. Carter, and this was on the Zach Eady lottery pick video. Uh, Carter ignores the fact that Edie has only played organized basketball for six years. You don't think he can improve under an NBA organization? Kid is getting better every year. Please point me to all these NBA centers who are banging four to five threes a night, and that's the only reason they're in the NBA. Just lazy fat boy analysis from Carter. I mean, Rush, you were cooking, man. Was the last line very necessary? <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious. That's really I mean, I, really that last funny. line just really just hit like a sack of potatoes. It's really, really, really funny. Um, but he yeah. did make some. He did make some good points, though. I will give him that. Like Zach Eady has not been playing organized basketball for a very long time. 
And yes, he has gotten better every single year. So I'll, I'll give you that. But I will say this. Most centers in the NBA are like good for like two threes a night. Maybe three even, honestly, if you look across the NBA. Unless I'm unless I'm fabricating that a little bit. Um, I just think Edie's going to be able to shoot. That's where I'm at. I, I think he's a shooter, man. I really do. Maybe I think he'll get there. I think he'll get there. Um, I have one YouTube comment I want to quickly respond to. I don't remember who said it, but I, I saw it in passing as I was going through comments from yesterday's episode. Uh, there was a comment that said on the white boy shit to them meter, the 10 out of 10 has to be JJ Redick. I just want to make it clear. JJ Redick is the eight on the scale of one to 10 shit to them. JJ Redick wanted you to think he had shit to him. And he didn't actually have shit to him until very late in his Duke career. Then he had shit to him. They're like part of shit to you is like you don't care about people thinking you have shit to you. You just have shit to you. Stauskas was the one of one in that capacity. Chet was two of two in that capacity. JJ is two tiers below that as the eight in that category. Yeah, but isn't like JJ like the trailblazer though of white boys that got some shit to no, them? No, because there's it's the manufactured villain shit. Like, he was great at it, but J- J.J. went into this like, I'm going to be the bad guy. You can't – you don't have that mentality and be the have shit to you guy. Guys that have shit to them 10 out of 10 level don't care about that shit. They just want to bust your ass and let you know about it. It has nothing to do with, like, performance art for the cameras, which is what J.J. was. Okay. I, I can see that. Yeah. It's a thing. Uh, yeah. Trust me. Like, this is I- – I know, like, I'm a body language PhD, but, like, I got a minor in white boys with shit to them. Like, that's – I was raised on this, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> you like that one? No? Yeah, minor and white boys was shit to them. Yeah, that's just, uh, like, I, that was my original major, and then I I switched. Can we can we have a fake graduation ceremony for you? <laughs> I would love that. I truly like, would. And, not, and graduating with a PhD in body language and a minor in white boys was shit to them, Gregory Waddell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, yeah, Mag- Magna cum laude, laude in spelling. Uh, you don't want to play, but you don't want to see me on the spelling bee. Let's say yeah, that Suma, right now. Suma is better than Magna, by the oh, way. Okay, well, I'm not the best. I never said that. Uh, all right, let's move to the Discord where uh, we have a ticket giveaway to do today. Uh, in fact, I have all the names. Uh, we now have 103 members of the Discord. So shout out to everybody nice. in the Discord. I have all the names uh, in a randomizer right now. Moment of truth cart. We're gonna click the randomizer button. We'll see who wins our ticket giveaway this month. No Purdue fan. It's an Illinois fan. Uh-oh. Congrats to Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. <laughs> Michael Johnson is the winner of the Sleepers January ticket giveaway. Uh, Michael Johnson, I believe, uh, so I think there's a little icon in the Discord that you get when you boost the server. I still don't know what boosting the server does, but I believe Michael Johnson boosted us in December. So uh, shout out to Michael Johnson. Uh, Michael, we will DM you in the next couple of days, and we will uh, get your info. You have won two tickets to a game of your choice, my friend. Uh, does, does it have to be a game? Like, can he like you know hit up a I don't know, an an Illini uh, acoustics group? I guess that's up to you because you are technically the sleepers finance VP. 
So yeah, well, just let it be known as finance VP, the the seats that you do receive, because we are a transparent Discord and company, will definitely be relying on the game that you choose. Uh, depending on the game you choose, you might be watching from Green Street. Let's just say that. I'm more intrigued. Does Michael Johnson get to pull the like I want to go to Mackey Friday card right now? That'd be an insane card to pull. <laughs> I mean, I think in theory he could pull the card, right? In theory, in theory, if you were Michael Johnson, aren't you pulling that card? I'm for sure pulling that card. I'm for sure okay. pulling that card. We, uh, yeah. So that's our third ticket giveaway winner. Um, we had Nat, Natalie Rose, and then we had uh, Derek. So that's a Michigan State, then Purdue, then Illinois. Good representation. Yeah, good representation. Did Derek ever get back to us about what? Or is he still waiting on? He wants. Months? He wants postseason tickets. So we gotta. Gotcha. We gotta figure that out. But we are gonna come full circle and make sure he gets those at a certain point. But uh, yeah, we're gonna wait and see if we can solidify where Purdue will be for that. In the meantime, Michael Johnson, two tickets to a game of your choice. Uh, we'll DM you. Congratulations. I need Tristan to win the giveaway because, like, I know the games that he wants to go to. Like, they'll we could they'll probably give us five dollars for him to go. Probably, you're you're not wrong there. Uh, okay, all right, let's get to the comments in the Discord. If you want to join the Discord and be eligible for February's ticket giveaway or future giveaways, uh, or you just want us to read your comments on every episode, do so. Link to join is in the description of every video we do. It's the number one way to support the show and make sure that we can keep doing what we are doing. We only have three comments today, starting with Dad Boy from Illinois, who says, can you think of another player like Dane Danger that leads their team in scoring one night and then gets four minutes of playing time the next night? I can't think of a player who does that. It's just, it, it's okay, though. We got to play the long game because I've already looked forward to what next season is going to look like. And starting center Dane is going to be special, special season incoming. He's first not, team. He's never going to start for this. Program. Yes, he is. Yes, no, he is. Not. Yes, he is. Okay, I hope so. I love Dane. Next, next season, next season, the starting front court of Marez Johnson and Dane Danger is going to move mountains. Okay, I love Dane Danger. I'm a mountain. Dane could definitely move a mountain. Um, I love Dane. He's fantastic. I hope that happens. No, I, I, that boy from Illinois, I cannot think of another player that he's so good he plays four minutes a game he's so good uh coy Pratt says is the big 12 maybe kind of sort of fraudulent i mean w- were they that highly thought of though coming into the season though i mean I, I know the big 12 name carries a lot of weight but when you really got down into it it was like kansas and then a lot of teams that kind of fell off Ah, uh, I mean, Houston is still the number one team on Ken Palm right now. They're undefeated. So well, not, not, I'm talking about like tradition, like last year's Kansas State team, Kansas State, not as good. Yeah, um, I'm not sure where you're at on Baylor. Like, is Baylor better than they were last year? I mean, no. I think I think they are, but some might disagree. Uh, Texas and, eh, you know, Texas Tech, eh, like all these other teams you're looking at. And then obviously the addition of Houston means a lot. But I, I don't know. I, fraudulent might be a tough word, but. I don't think that the Big 12 is as good as it has been in past years. I think the jury is still out on that. Uh, According to Ken Palm, everybody's favorite, they have two of the top three teams in the country. They have Houston, they have BYU. Those are new additions to the Big 12 conference this year. BYU is third on Ken Palm right now. BYU is third on Ken Palm? BYU is third on Ken Palm right now, ahead of Arizona and UConn. Kansas all the way down at 13th, but they're second in the people. Baylor and Iowa State are 16th and 17th. They have more top 20 teams in Ken Palm than anybody else. 
I uh, I do not think the Big 12 is fraudulent. I think this is the best conference in college basketball, quite frankly. Um, if you were making a list of conferences, why would the Big 12 be fraudulent and the Big 10's not? Like, it, why would the Big 12 be fraudulent and the Big East is not? Creighton looks horrible right now. Marquette's losing games they shouldn't lose. So, like... Is, is the country fraudulent? The country is more fraudulent than the Big 12 is fraudulent. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I have questions about all these teams individually, but no, I I don't think they've like dropped the ball as a group. Uh Zieter says uh building on the Big 12 being fraudulent, I would be interested in your conference rankings now that the non-con is mostly over. That's the last comment of the day, Cart. Let's just do a, a quick conference rankings from you. Uh, okay. After all that fraudulent talk, I would still go Big 12 1. <laughs> um I would go I go Big Ten. I go SEC. What? What? How is the Big Ten too? Oh, just because like the top heavy, like Purdue and Illinois are that good? Yeah, I'm, I'm letting them carry a lot of weight. I'm not. I mean, have you been that impressed with like the SEC? I think there's a lot more good teams in the SEC than there is the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would. I would push back on that. Um, but for me, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take a shot. At these Kentucky, Texas A&M, Auburn, or like Texas three, four, five. has quietly not been that great. Okay. I mean, I'd... Texas A&M or Michigan State. Can I get a recap of Texas A&M's wins? Uh, yes. Just one moment. Ohio State at Ohio State by seven. Ohio State's currently the fourth best Big Ten team. SMU at SMU by 13. Iowa State on a neutral by four. Those are the three good wins. Hmm. I don't think Texas A&M is that much better than Michigan State. Okay. I'll say. But All right, continue. And then, I'll, and then I'll go ACC after that, and then Pac-12 last. Okay. I would go Big 12. I would go SEC. I would go Big East. Oh, I forgot the Big East. My apologies. Yeah, I would go. I would go Big Twelve, then SEC, then Big East, then uh, I guess Big Ten by default because Purdue's in it and Illinois. Um, then ACC, then Mountain West, then Pac twelve. Pac twelve is really bad. Yeah, they stink. Uh, and I know like Colorado and Utah are supposed to be okay, but I don't really believe that they're okay. I think it's Arizona and nothing else. Um, and in the Mountain West, you at least have Colorado State, San Diego State. Utah State actually looks really good right now. Like, I think those three teams are better than the second Pac-12 team. Can I get a quick one-answer vibe check on where you're at with Colorado State as a team? Very scared of them. Yes, I would say so too. Nico Me- Nico Medvedev scares me. Scary coach name and just like scary just how he operates. Well, that's because it's not his name. Nico Medved is his name. It's it's is it? Did I say the tennis player's name? You said Medvedev. Yeah, that's the tennis player, isn't it? It is Daniel. Yeah, I'm I'm calling him Nico Mev- Medvedev. I kind of like that Nico Medvedev. I kind of <laughs> like that too. He's a lot scarier. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, okay. Good job. Thanks to discord. Good questions today. Uh, actually, as we speak, are we're supposed to move on to a segment, but right now I can see in the discord, in the comment section, Malik Perry is typing. No. So, okay. Move if, on. If, if there was one person that we would want to wait out a comment for, I feel like it would be Malik Perry. 
Um, why don't we just wait this one out for about two, three more minutes? You okay with that? I, I am, but like you know how Malik is, he gets in and out of the discourse, so he could be replying to a comment that was sent before the new year. That's well, very, very possible. Last we heard from Malik Perry, he was saying that uh, Doug McDaniel might have something in common with Jeremy Fear soon. So <laughs> take that however you want to. Uh, I think I believe what he meant was that he won't be playing basketball. Yeah, I, I think so too. Malik stopped. Oh, no, he's back typing again. Malik's a big fan of threats, though. <laughs> so <laughs> this could be it. <laughs> I mean, he he's might been, be typing for like 15 minutes, though. Yeah. Should we tell him? Should we tell him you're on the shot clock? I'm going to throw it in there. Uh, Malik, no pressure, but we are live recording the pod now. Live commentary. We need your comment. Moment of truth. We'll see how clutch Malik is on the like of all our Discord members. Is Malik near the top of the most clutch that you would trust, or no? A hundred percent. But as you send that message, he stops typing. <laughs> He's not built for the moment. Oh, back typing. Uh, who's who would you trust most of all the Discord members with your life? Probably Melba. Really? Yeah. See, I think Melba is at the top of my list of rankings of Discord members of people I would want to go on like a seven-day all-inclusive trip with. Not to get weird, like love you, Melba, but like I just I feel like like Melba, I feel like Melba would like have some fire graphic novels cooked up, like beachside. She would know all the drink spots, and then we would just like link back up, like me and my wife would be like, we'll meet y'all at dinner, and we'd have a great time. Yeah, I can feel that. It wouldn't be a Purdue fan who I trust the most, though, even though Melba is a Purdue fan. Kind of seems like that is who you trust. I, that boy, D. Hill, is still who I would trust the most in a crisis. If Dion's not in, Dion's not prevalent enough in the Discord for my he's life. He's always I, there. He's always I, there. I know he's always there, but, like, I need him active. He's such a prevalent force. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to think he's he's just aware. He's reading the room. He knows the big moments where we need him versus when we don't. Um, I honestly, there's a lot of people I trust. Oh, we got a comment from Malik, Malik Perry clutch. He says with Cohen Carr's new haircut, does that mean he's getting a new swag on the court? PS Carter with goggles looks like the guy Malik Hall pump faked out of his shoes last game. I, I'm sure he's referring to Robbie Avila and that's why I got the goggles. Cause he, <laughs> we need to tamper with him. He should be Michigan state starting center next year. Robbie Avila and Jackson Kohler are locked in a room with a basket until one wins 50. One scores 50 points on the other. Who comes out of the room? Robbie Avila. Jackson has no answers? No. Why do I feel like Jackson Kohler might just be Robbie Avila if he went to Indiana State? Do you, do you actually think that? I think he could. Also did, also, did Cohen Carr actually get a haircut? Why did I not see this? I haven't seen it. I, why don't you Yeah, prioritize this card? Let's, let's make sure you solve this. All right, thanks for the questions. Thank you, Malik. Uh, let's get to our segments for the day, Cart. I want to start with the college football playoff uh, championship game, Michigan-Washington. We're going to do the preview for this as part of today's episode. Uh, obviously, a very exciting game. I think this is the most fun-to-watch 
possible outcome we could have gotten once the four teams were announced. Uh, I think there's an argument, even if you had include like included Georgia as a potential team, this is the most fun championship game because it's not a coincidence that everyone's like, oh, this was the most entertaining playoff and Georgia just wasn't there. Like when you remove the dominant team and you've got teams that are on an even playing field, all of a sudden the games look a lot more competitive. So uh, I'm expecting a very close game, a very competitive game. I'm expecting Michael Penix to be the best player in this game. I'm expecting the Washington wide receivers to make their presence known in this game. I want to make that very clear. Uh, and I'm expecting the Michigan defense to show up and Jim Harbaugh to do weird shit and this game to come down to how J.J. McCarthy performs. Kind of seems like we've been talking about that all year. What do you expect in this game, Cart? How are you feeling a couple of days before the championship? I will say this. I think that from a neutral perspective, this is gonna this is this was the most fun outcome. I think I think like Michigan versus Washington, I think will just be fun just because you had the storylines, you had the quarterback matchup, you had the guy that gets praised and for, you know, rightfully so and Michael Penix, who was a Heisman candidate. And then you have the quarterback on the other side who Michigan fans think should be a Heisman candidate and is a Heisman candidate in their eyes and is an NFL quarterback, you know, certified baller in their eyes and JJ McCarthy with a chance to go head up with Michael Penix and take him down, which I think would carry a lot of weight. And also there's, there's like a lot of underlying storylines, like technically JJ for all the people out there who do the, he hasn't won a big game outside of, you know, the ones you brought up on other uh, episodes, Greg with like Ohio state and everything like that. He did win the big game. Like he won the Rose bowl against Alabama against Nick Saban is there still more to that is it like the story finished did they get over the hump can they really get over the hump to win the national championship uh you know everything's in front of them and i just think it's going to be fun to stylistically see what you know uh to take a a, a phrase out of your playbook like the cohen card donkey dunk like i'm excited to see what the washington michael Penix passy pass offense looks like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, what? How does the Samber Stills, the Will Johnsons, the Wallaces, like, how do they hold up against a NFL level talent wide receiver room with a quarterback who is locked in right now and is slinging the ball all over the field, who's taking pressure head on to and like sidestepping and throwing dimes and dots just with a flick of the wrist down the field? I'm interested to see what that happens. I'm also interested to see like what Washington does stylistically against the best running back in Michigan history and maybe uh, a final tip or final, whatever feather in the cap to Blake Corum's, you know, legendary Michigan run as a running back for this team. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be a fun game with that said, Washington plus four will be played. Uh, also Washington money line will be played because of who I am, but Washington plus four is a must play. Big Husky. Uh, yeah, for the record, the the phrase I've coined that's like donkey dunk for Washington football is slingy, slingy, deep ball. That's what it is. It's I want to like know what passy, happens. I like passy pass. Passy pass is good, too. But I just I, what, what happens when slingy, slingy, deep ball goes up against pass rush? I don't know. Uh, I so I do think that's like defensively what it comes down to, because to your point, I don't think Michigan's secondary can keep up with Washington's receivers at all. Um, not that Michigan secondary isn't good. They are good. They held up pretty well against Ohio state, who is also a great wide receiver room. Um, now Marvin Harrison jr. Did have big plays in that game. Uh, like guys are going to get their own, but it's all going to come down to, can they actually get to Penix or not? If they can't, if they can keep a clean pocket, Penix is going to do what Penix always does. 
the thing is, I think Michigan has the best pass rush right now that Washington has faced this season. Um, certainly got to Jalen Milrow more than anybody did this season. So I don't know. I don't know. It, that's what the game comes down to, to me. It's just like, are they going to get him uncomfortable or not? Yeah. But the one thing is, like, I think a lot, I think they did get good pressure on Milrow and they obviously they won the game in the trenches. But I think some of those sacks also had to do with just Milrow being Milrow. Yeah. Like Penix isn't, Penix is going to see that. Penix is going to feel yeah. that. And Penix is going to just get the ball out um, in that situation in my eyes. But I do agree that he is going to feel the pressure. But like you, if you go through the schedule, Michigan just hasn't seen, it, it goes both ways. Washington probably hasn't seen a pass rush like Michigan. Michigan hasn't seen a quarterback to the level of Michael Penix all year. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be an, it's going to be a, a stylistic clash and it's going to be like, which one's going to come out on top. It's like how you feel about it. Um, that I lean with the, give me the passy pass slingy deep ball fun over the, you know, Doug shape running back. Okay. That's a little harsh. Um, so Here's my flip on it because I think the the much more fun side to talk about is, is the Michigan defense going to be able to stop the Washington offense? That's the two elite units. I think there's an argument the game could actually be won on the other side. Like, if Washington can generate consistent stops against Michigan, then I think they feel great. But do we think they can? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And is Michigan still going to be trying to be cute? That was the whole thing against Alabama. Are you saying, like, is Washington's defense going to be able to hold up against Michigan? I I think Washington's defense is good, right? But I think like I think it's it's better than people give him credit for, for sure. Hundred percent. But we we talked about it with the Alabama game where Sharon called the game like Michigan was underdogs. Mm -hmm. I'd be very surprised if that happens again here. Now they're they're gonna call cute shit because they're creative and they do that anyway. Like they like to incorporate trick plays. They've done that in all their big games going back the last three years where they've made the playoff every time. But. I think Michigan can have success just like ground and pounding, controlling clock, and let Cora meet in this game. Um, that's not to say Washington's defense isn't good, but they're not Alabama. Like they they are not Alabama's defense. And Michigan had enough success just being straightforward who they are against Alabama that to me I see that translating. Like if Michigan I don't you think the number one way to stop Michael Penix is probably keep him off the field? Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, in the games that I've did watch this year, where Washington struggled, it was the other team, kind of ground and pound, like keeping Penix off of the field. And also with the ground and pound game, I think it takes away also the factor that Washington's pretty good at making things happen, like forcing turnovers. Like they were able to force some turnovers in the Texas game. They have some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. I really like that Muhammad corner they got. Every yeah. time I see him, I feel like he's just very like one of those confident make play corners. I think he's really good. Um, so taking care of the ball will be, um, you know, very, very important as well. Like obviously the offense in the Michigan Alabama game, they took care of the football. It was more so like, you know, punt special teams errors. Uh, but besides that interception, that wasn't JJ took care of the ball in this game. And I think that's going to be massive because, you know, you don't want to be controlling the game, controlling the game. And then let's say you get cute or you do something that you just that you don't have to do. And a mistake is made by somebody on the team and you get the ball back to Michael Penix. Yeah. Um, how much does Dylan Johnson's injury affect Washington's chances to win this game? It, it affects it pretty 
a pretty significant amount, even though everything I'm saying is that the I'm seeing is that the x-rays are negative and that he's going to give it a go. Um, Anytime you hear, give it a go. That's usually a telling sign. Well, Dylan Johnson has been like hurt all year. Like his foot's just been messed up since like the third game of the season. Okay. Impressive year given that. Um, Yeah. I so my read on this is that he's gonna give it a go. Feels an awful lot like Blake Corum's gonna give it a go against Ohio State last year. There was no go given. That way different. <laughs> Dylan Johnson's a father. Ah, true. Great point. Fantastic point. But yeah. Blake Corum has a barn that he wants to buy for his parents. It's 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 way different when it's a little one. Okay, you're right. That's true. I, you telling me about how important fatherhood is is nice. <laughs> show. Um, uh, okay, betting side of this, Washington is underdogs. I think it was like plus 180, plus 190, something like that. Last I looked, what, four and a half point underdogs? Yeah, what's, what's the over under? Do you have that? Pull it up for you. I'm, I'd be very intrigued on what you can get that over at. Like me pulling my handicapping skills out, obviously it's going to be wrong. But can I get like 44, 43? It's 55 and a half. Okay, see, that's why I don't handicap. <laughs> so we're playing the under. Yeah, we're playing the under then. Yes. Yeah, that, that feels like an under for sure. Um, with that said, I also don't know that either team can stop each other, but I still like the under. Like I, I think this is like a 28-27 game which puts it at exactly 55 which is the under baby (laughs) (laughs) um special teams are you worried about that for michigan yes or no after last week uh no because i'll i'll give you credit on this it's not something that has been if it was happening all year i'd be more worried um but i'm not as worried as long as they can like just put it behind them which to me they got players that could put it behind them like samaj morgan is the most likely player to put something behind him yeah Okay. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want with this. Um, I will just say, I think the, the betting side of it, I think the value is on Washington. The value is on Washington money line. The value is on Washington points. This game should be a pick to me. It should be a total toss-up pick uh, I like the under slightly, as mentioned. I think if it was a pick I would lean Michigan wins the game. But my bet will be placed on Washington, just like my bet was placed on Alabama last game. I think that's where the value is. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Penix. I just don't. I I think Penix is that good. There is very much a Kemba Walker-esque element to Washington this year, and that's no disrespect because Kemba Walker played with Shabazz Napier. There's other good dudes on the Washington team. I'm not saying there aren't, but. He's the hero ball type hero guy in college football. And that's the most dangerous thing. You see great quarterbacks beat great teams all the time. Um, with that said, sometimes when you're Kemba Walker, you get a break of who you play in the national championship game. Sometimes you don't. I think Washington's playing the best team in college football in the championship game. I don't think this is a break. And, uh, I think the values on Washington to bet, I think Michigan is going to win this football game. Yeah, Washington. Best team in college football? Best team in college football that is still playing. Georgia's the best team in college football. Michigan's the second best team in college football. I'll give you that. I'll let that that go. Okay. Yeah, with that said, Washington. Do you want to do a personal bet on this one? I would love to, actually. What do you want to bet? 
See, there's not really much for there's not really much to lose for you, is there? In this bet, I, I have the bet. I have the bet. I have the bet. Okay. For every yard that JJ McCarthy throws for in this game, I want you to have to eat a Chips Ahoy chunky cookie. Every yard? Huh? Yep. No, I could what? end up eating like two hundred cookies. Yes. No. Why? They're small cookies. No. They're small cookies. You can take your time. You can come back. You have 24 hours to do it. 24 hours. 24 hours to do it. Nah, I'll I'll do I will do two cookies for every 50 yards. No. That's ridiculous. I'm I'm, no, so, it's so, it's so not hard to eat it's ahoy cookies. It's not hard to eat 20 chips ahoy cookies. Like that's not hard. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. I mean, not. no, it's not. I mean, no, it's not. But they're tiny I, little cracker cookies. I do not want to eat two hundred chips of coins. Well, then you better hope Washington wins. Oh wait, they. Oh, Washington has to. Oh, if JJ, if, Con- if Michigan wins, you have to eat a Chips Ahoy cookie for every yard that JJ McCarthy throws for. Which, by the way, you you're acting like oh, it could be two hundred. No, you think McCarthy stinks? It could be one hundred and forty. That's not many. That's still a lot of cookies, That's man. Not, you have 24 hours to do it. That's not a ton of cookies. I'll even buy the cookies. You have tw- That would be it. You have 24 hours to do it. But on camera, you have to eat a cookie for every J.J. McCarthy yard he throws for. Chips Ahoy Chunky, the little tiny little Chips Ahoys. Can they be the Chips Ahoy Chewy? It can, it can be any variation of Chips Ahoy, but you have to have at least one full package of the brown Chunky. Those those cookies are big. No, they're the same size as the chewy. Trust, I'm a, I'm a Chips Ahoy connoisseur. All right, fine deal. What are you doing? If I what are you, you doing? A, are you doing a cookie for every Penix yard? Come up with your side of the bet. I mean, I would, but I love Chips Ahoy. But I that might be 450 Penix cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh hmm. All right, you know, we'll do this. Because Penix could throw for 400 yards, and I don't want to see you eat 400 cookies. If Washington wins, you have to do I'll 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 cut you a break. You do the difference between Penix and McCarthy's yards. Ah, I like that. Okay. I like that. That feels great. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, deal. And I want to add this. So it becomes a challenge at that point, right? Like if JJ throws for 200 yards and Michigan wins, you have 24 hours to eat 200 Chips Ahoy cookies. If Penix throws for 400 yards and JJ throws for 200 and Washington wins, I have 24 hours to eat 200 Chips Ahoy cookies. If the challenge is not met, whatever the number is of remaining – Cookies that you did not eat, you have to wear a Michigan shirt everywhere you go for that number of days. So if you if you are a hundred cookies short, hundred consecutive days, you have to wear a Michigan shirt. Okay. I'll do that. But the same thing for you. I want a frame picture of Connie and Dave and Murph 
all in Michigan State gear. And I want a picture taken and I want it framed and I want it sent to my house. Okay, deal. Okay, deal. Wow. I think I'm really excited for this Leavers bet. I can't wait for this. I really hope I don't have to eat cookies, man. Let's go to topic number two. I want to play a quick game of college basketball tiers. Um, Tier three. Oh, so this this is going to be a little more defined for me. Uh, I have an elite tier, a great tier, a good tier, a not buying them tier. Four tiers. Elite, great, good, not buying. Want to go through the top 20 teams in the country quickly. What tier is this team in? Houston. What tier is Houston in? Elite, great, good, not buying. Great. I put them in good. Why do you have them in great and not good? Uh, Because they're still Kelvin Sampson in Houston. And that's the difference between elite and great or great yeah great to me okay i'm gonna put them in good uh also i think we need guy to make graphics for this like at the end of this i want a tier maker graphic from guy from your tiers and from my tiers i have houston in good purdue elite elite i agree with you there byu good not buying them wow not buying them well is it, is it there's there's one between good and not buying right elite great good not buying them oh okay so okay all right well i no good you got to give them credit i you got to say good do you got to give them credit yeah i i feel like when i watch them play i think that's a good basketball team they played three top 100 teams this season they beat san diego state at home they beat nc state on a neutral they lost to utah i still think they're a good basketball team not buying them third in the country on camp not buying them arizona Elite. Elite? Whoa. Yeah. I think they're great. Funky thing, like you said, funky things happen when you gotta do that little short travel model thing that you told me about. I'm that that team is still elite. I think people really want Arizona to be elite, but in reality, they're just honestly, they might just be good. I mean, you, an elite team doesn't lose to Purdue, Florida, Atlantic, and Stanford in a two week span. Like that's at some point, win the games. Like, I'm still going to leave. They're getting a lot of style points, and nobody watched the Stanford game. I'll give them great, but even that's speculative. Uh, UConn. Great. I think they're great. Yeah, I think great. they're right with Arizona. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to put them in elite, but I'm – What's the I'm, difference between Arizona and UConn to you? Uh, Arizona's healthy. Okay. Uh, Alabama. Not buying it. Hmm. I think Alabama's good. Why are you not buying them? Because I don't think that the front court can check anybody and or not foul. Hmm. Okay. I guess that's fair. I just think Oates teams are always good, even if Oates teams are bad, if that makes sense. Like, this is a bad team, but it's an Oates team, so it's a good team. Tennessee. Good. I think they're good too. I really want them to be great, but I think they're good. Right they're now. good right now. Yeah. Illinois. Great. I think they're great. If they get redacted back, they're elite. I think they're great. Either way, not elite. I think they're great. Duke. Uh, 
great. Whoa. Not yeah. where I expected you to go. I thought you were debating between two tiers that are away from that. No, I think I'm buying them more now. Okay. I think the I think the, I think like the I think the shift to the guards that might be better than the other guard that everyone liked. I think uh, I, I see I like it. I guess. I mean, Tyrese Proctor had 14 points off the bench last night. He looked pretty good. Yeah, that that's that's on off the bench Proctor. Okay. I like it. I'm not buying Duke. I'm just gonna say not, not buying. buying Duke. Not buying. You won't, even, not, you won't even get them good. No, I think I'm just not buying them. I think they're soft. They can, okay. they can they can be talented, but until they stop being soft, I'm straight up not buying them. I'm out on them. I think they lose probably their first game of the NCAA tournament. That's where I'm at. I bumped them down to good. Nope, they're, you have them as great. North Carolina, not they're soft. North Carolina, good. I think they are. You think they're good? I think they're great. Ooh. I think they're great. I think I've been wrong all along, and North Carolina is going to like run through the ACC. Wow. I mean, they are my ACC champion, just, my Tar Heels. just realized I'm wearing a Tar Heels hat. Well, I said oh, wow. they're great. Let's go. Uh, let's go speed round for these final 10. Auburn. Uh, not buying. Not buying them. Marquette. Good. Good. Kansas. Elite. Great. Wow, you have a lot of elite basketball teams. A Marco Jackson starts for an elite team. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Creighton. Not buying it. Not buying them. I'm really sad about it, but it is what yeah. it is. Wisconsin. Good. Not buying them. <laughs> Baylor. Good. Good. Iowa State. Not buying it. Not buying them. Kentucky. Great. Great. Clemson. Ooh, borderline, but I'll go good. I'll go good, too, but I feel really gross about it. Michigan State. Good. Not buying them. Damn it. I, I have a lot of teams I'm not buying. That's what I took away from this exercise. Uh, okay, final topic today. I want to play a game of midseason transfers. I'm the college basketball commissioner. I just I flew in out of nowhere and I said, new rule. Everybody can transfer wherever they want and play tonight. Somebody You're could literally like leave. Uh, thanks. Somebody could literally leave their program today and an hour later play for a new program. That's the new rule. I want you to give me five guys that you think should transfer and where they should go before this season ends to be midseason transfers and save both their new team and their own personal seasons. Okay, first I would do Carson Cooper to Western Michigan. Um, I think that improves both programs. Great, thanks. Um, no, uh, sorry. Let me let me get serious here. Um, I think the first one I would do is one I actually brought up earlier in the season, but I would take Mac from Harvard and actually send him over to Indiana. It's a really good one. It's a really good. I really one. like. I really like. Like, I think he fit right in there. You could send cardio cups back to the bench and like give me Mac and Galloway. Yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, and the number one thing Indiana needs is a guard that isn't active. That isn't what? Active. Active. Yeah, like Malik Mac hasn't been playing. He's been in and out of the lineup. Forgot he had. I forgot he had. Uh, <laughs> 
pneumonia, mono. That's that's just exactly what Indiana needs. Another guard that isn't playing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, next up. Oh, we're, I'm doing all my five first. You want to, you want to alternate? We can alternate. Can we alternate? Yeah. We, we can alternate. If we like, if I say a player, are you allowed to then pick that player later? I feel like if if the player said, you should have to adjust. Yeah, if the player said, you adjust. Okay. Um, I. La 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 la. Where do I want this guy to go? I thought I had this lined up. No, I got it. I want to. Ah, I shouldn't need to go there. I want Boo Booey on Kansas. Boo Booey on Kansas. Wait, so on can Kansas. I not? Can I not even do a Kansas? Oh, like no, you can do Kansas. You can't do Boo Booey. Okay. I want. I, like I want. I want Boo Booey on Kansas. Sorry, Dewan. Take a seat. Uh, let's 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 get a guard that can shoot that can go for twenty five a night, pairing with Hunter Dickinson. Well, you took my next one, but I'm glad I can still do it. I want to send Dalton Connect to Kansas. Yeah, that's really good too. Yeah. That's really really Ducks good. Tennessee, too. but that's really really good too. Okay, uh, I want to send Olivier Kamwa to Purdue. Ooh, I think that team becomes unbeatable if Olivier Kamwa is the starting four next to Zach Eady. Damn, I should have took over and sent Olivia and Kamala to Michigan State. I do need to send somebody to State. Who do I want to send, though? <laughs> I kind of want to send Hunter. Actually, yeah, I do. I want to send Hunter Dickinson to Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, that's this was like a fun little guys who are on like – well, no, you're, you're taking this a different approach than I would. Don't, should I, should I, do it as, should I do it as a guy that, like, needs a change of scenery, like that type of situation? That's what I'm doing. You can do it however you want. You're just taking first-team All-Americans and putting them on New Yeah, team. okay. Let, let, let me switch it up a little bit here. Let me switch okay. it up. It's okay. You can take Hunter and put him on Michigan State. Just do it. Can I? Okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm going, like, guys that I think should Actually, no, to. hell no. No, 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 no. Cancel that. Cancel that. I'm taking Dane, and I'm putting it on Michigan State. That's a good one. That's yeah. A, that's a really good one. Yeah, dang. Yeah, I like that. Uh, okay. I am uh, – I have players listed, but I don't have the schools I was going to send them to. I'm going to take Connor Sejan, and I'm going to send him to – who needs a Sejan right now? Everybody's good at these spots. I'm going to send Connor a season to Creighton. Connor a season to Creighton. I think Creighton wow. just I think Creighton just needs good players. And I think Connor a season is better than Stephen Ashworth. Hmm. Okay. I mean that that's definitely a fact, but just interesting one. Interesting a siege yeah. for Ashworth. A, a, a siege in a Creighton offense would be fun to watch. That would be fun. I think you Okay. Uh, I'm sending I'm sending Xavier Booker. Ooh. See, I know where I want to send him, but I don't know if that'll be more playing time for him, but it's who I want to see him play for. I want to send it to Kentucky. Mm, that's fun. That's really fun. I like that. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I would get behind that for sure. Um, I'm going to send Boogie Ellis to Baylor. But you're not allowed to do that. I thought that was like, you can't send the guy that's oh, like, Boogie's good. Boogie's starting. Boogie's gunning. USC six and seven. 
Okay, so we can take that. Okay. Uh, you, I, I don't see the point in taking a first-team All-American off a team that's in, in line for a two-seed. Like, but I'm sure Boogie Ellis wants to make the NCAA tournament. That doesn't appear that's going to happen this year. So, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I will send Doug McDaniel to yeah. Illinois. It's a good one. It's a very good one. I thought about that. Uh, okay, my final one here. I'm going to take Judah Mintz. I'll put him on Gonzaga. Hmm. On Gonzaga? I'm going to take Judah Mintz and put him on Gonzaga. Can I get a little bit of explanation on that? I just think Gonzaga's guards actually aren't that good. Like, okay, so- we we like to think they are. But if you actually put, like, a really good guard on a team that pretends they have good guards, Gonzaga would look really good. Okay. I like that. I'm taking TJ Power from Duke, and I'm putting him on Colorado State. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hey. Give me Nico Medvedev. Medvedev. With TJ Power. A lot of Nico Medvedev love today. All right, this was a really fun episode. Give me uh, your one big thing presented by Bigby. Uh, my one big thing for today is focus on what works and then focus on making that work. Wow. Is this in regards to our conversation before the episode? Yeah, like don't don't change the model in order – to make it more workable for you do what you have to do to make the model more work more workable just got fired up i'm ready to run through a wall wow wow let's go yeah uh, all right my one big thing presented by baby i want to shout out uh, an apparel brand that i am wearing right now this is swing happy uh sorry swing happy golf as you can see we're not we're not shouting them out until evan and the boys like you send me my gear you see, what the hell sorry can we see uh, this swing happy yeah, golf. You can see it. Yeah, just little nice little swing happy. They got a nice little uh, fall line going on right now. It's obviously, you know, it's not fall. It's winter. But uh, <laughs> this was their fall line that I got for Christmas. Uh, my my guy Evan Meyer, my guy Joe Higashi started a golf apparel brand that is awesome. They have like very handsome models that wear this shit in a catalog, and it roped me right in. Very comfortable. Uh, when when the when the big and tall brand drops and you need a little bit a little bit of diversity, not everyone's a handsome maroon five looking member like Joe and Evan. Hit me up and I will model your gear. Our phone lines are open. Swing Happy Golf. Uh, I don't know if they have a website, but I'm just going to pretend their website is swinghappygolf.com. Go to Swing Happy Golf. Uh, use code Sleepers to get zero percent off your first order at Swing Happy Golf. Uh, all right, Cart. This was fun. Well, I think we have a Riley Friday coming in tomorrow. Who knows? Recap some previews on the channel. Click subscribe. Have a great day, everybody. Goodbye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.